Hello. Hello. Hey, Cornelius. That's me. So, um, so this is Family Electric Ghost. We're the podcast that we interview all types of um, different creative people. And we're glad to have you on the program. Appreciate it. So you sent us your bio. So you're um, a native of Alabama? Correct. You're, you're still you're in Harvest, Alabama right now? Harvest where I live. Huntsville is where I work. So they're about 30, about 20 minutes away from each other. Mm-hmm. That's Rocket City. That's it. So uh, you've been married for 12 years to your wife, Jennifer. Correct. You have two girls, Victoria and Gabrielle. I'm house full of women, bro. So, <laughs> Yeah, I've got one daughter <laughs> myself, and I've got my wife and a cat. So I'm kind of outnumbered. Ooh, wee. <laughs> got you. So, like, so you're a foodie. Um, you've got a YouTube and Instagram cooking show. You Correct. call Recipe Joe's, right? Yes, that's the name of it. So how long have you been doing the, the, the YouTube show? I've been doing, well, the, since the inception of the thing, it's, about, it's been two years, but it's really been starting up this year where I've really gone delving deeper into getting it and turning into a full-fledged business. So I'm in the process right now of getting it turned into an LLC and using it along with uh, some other business owners to try to start something here in North Alabama with the food community. That's awesome. So how did you get interested in actually, you know, taking what you're, you're doing as a foodie and bringing it onto the net? What, what made you feel like you wanted to do that? Uh, mainly because I remember seeing so many times I watched, I've been watching cooking shows since I was little. Mm-hmm. So I would always watch and critique uh, all the time. And I remember one day I was at work and uh, I work at a TV station here locally and diners drive-ins and dives was on mm. and we was talking about how good the food looks and i looked at it and i was like i could do his job i could do his job i seriously and they'll say yeah you probably could and that was really start the gears in my head turning up you know what why not me so i might throw my uh head to the arena and go for it so that's basically what i'm working towards and as i've been going towards this goal i've been meeting so many different contacts who love the idea or willing to help. So I'm just going to keep walking this thing forward and see where it goes. So do you do everything like in a studio or your home? Or how do you, how do you, how do you do the, the show? How do you... uh, I do the show out of my house. Mm-hmm. So literally turn my kitchen into a studio, um, that, uh, put in a backsplash, got some lights, um, my camera, literally my phone. Yeah, my iPhone 11 and arm and all that good stuff and just started building things piece by piece until I got something to where I feel like I can do a show from start to finish and be happy with the product. From that point, it's just a matter of icing on the cake of learning more, getting better, getting better at my photography, my cinematography, things of that nature to where as I'm going to, to you know get more and more professional then I can take that two businesses and be like, look, I can do this for you too. Let's talk. So that's sort of my pitch for the whole thing. And you you are working with national brands, uh, Buzzy Wax and Snap Pack? Correct. And some local uh, brands in your local area, right? Yes. Um, local brands in my area, a lot of food trucks, like I Love Bacon is a local one here. Literally, their truck is about bacon, like from 
bacon ice cream to uh, truffle, uh, this like truffle bacon uh, fries thing they got going on. I mean, it's wow. just incredible. <laughs> it's so good. But um, things of that nature. Well, I really try to get in there and get with smaller businesses that might not have, you know, a gigantic budget for marketing. But if your food's good, it speaks for you. I'm just trying to get myself out there to be able to show, hey, this person is here. Let's pay attention to them, too, because they got really good food. Because you don't necessarily have to be a gigantic chain for your food to be good. Mm-hmm. I would go so far as to say the local stuff, mom and pops thing, has some of the best food out there. So it's definitely something to look out for. So when you put together your show, is it about you preparing the food or presenting the food from some of these companies or businesses? Uh, mainly, well, pretty much both. Um, initially what I'm doing is sharing recipes that I like. Um, I go on, uh, Pinterest and go sort of food diving for recipes, cooking for my family. Cause I'm the main cook at my house. Mm-hmm. So I go there looking for different recipes and I look more of a, a spin on trying to find recipes that are good, but at the same time, sometimes that are quick. Mm-hmm. And this leads me to segue into sort of what I say on my Instagram account of helping working moms and people like that who want to get a really good meal out. But sometimes you don't have time to make a um, a pasta dish where you're making your own marinara sauce from scratch. I don't have Wait. time for all that. Tell me if I can get me some pasta sauce, get some pasta, and I have some chicken. Can I put this thing together and make something that's good? That's my wheelhouse. Yeah. So it's kind of like a hack to do a hack to actually taste good. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because I, I see on your Instagram, I see you help busy moms and self-made cooks by showing them how to create good food. Exactly. So that, that's that's your that's your pitch, and um, you know that you have the keywords of amazing food, passion, and discovery. So that that's cool. I mean, I think that that's really interesting that you know that you're doing this because i usually interview musicians and artists and um you know people who are actors and things but i've been branching out into other creative forms and youtube and the cooking channel and all these different networks that that what you're doing is a whole nother area that i'm just starting to branch into in terms of like talking to people like yourself nice i'm glad that we was able to connect with one another and i'm one of the first ones that you talked to I think it's really cool because I think today, you know, a lot of people have to find a way to make, um, you know, make their own businesses. And, you know, given what the coronavirus is like, people being able to do something out of their own home. Exactly. Being able to, I talked to some actors that are doing like one act plays out of their, out of small spaces. Wow. Just to keep in practice, man. They keep going, you know, musicians that are playing like online concerts from their home studios. Um, and so, like, being a foodie from your own home kitchen, putting together these recipe hacks, that's a cool thing. And then you're, you're working with local brands and national brands, and you're giving people, like, a good service. Because everybody's kind of home, and they're trying to do their next sourdough bread recipe. <laughs> <laughs> and and they, they probably want to say, well, I need something else, because I'm sick of ordering, ordering pizza. I need to be able to figure out how to do something. <laughs> exactly. I can give you an example of, of just that, a real quick one. What you just said with pizza. Literally, I have a recipe on my Instagram page as we speak and on YouTube of me doing a breakfast pizza. Literally oh. the, in a cast iron skillet. 
Exactly. And it's like instead of using marinara sauce, I use gravy as a sauce. And then cook your eggs, whatever kind of meat you want to put on it, and put the pizza dough in there. Wham bam. And pretty much it it was a quick recipe. And the kids and the wife loved it. And it didn't take a whole lot. And you can customize it at nauseum. So if yeah, you're gluten-free, if you want it to be vegetarian, if you just a straight carnivore and you just eat meat, you can put, put it on there too if you want to and have fun with it. That's that's what I want to sort of infuse into people who look at my content to be able to say, yeah, you can do some awesome stuff. You don't necessarily have to be a big, you know, big time chef to do it. No, that's interesting. So, so as, as you've progressed with like figuring out how to do the camera shots and everything, the technical aspects of it. So like you had to get the boom, you had to figure out how to connect your phone to actually get it to YouTube. And how much time did you actually have to learn about presenting yourself to get on YouTube? Um, It took a couple months. I would say about two months of me, first off, sort of getting over the whole hump of your own camera mm-hmm. and the camera sees everything. I mean, everything. So well, learn, learn how to use the camera. <laughs> yeah. Learning how to use the camera, being in front of the camera and getting used to, you know, talking. And once you get used to it, it gets easier. But the main thing is, is that you're talking about something you love and something that you care about. Once you get over that nervousness about it, then the real you starts coming out. And now it's to the point where I can jump in front of the camera right now and go. Let's go, go, Cornelius. Talk about whatever, and I'm fine with it because it's just a practice thing and giving, getting over the nerves. Once you that, once you get past that point, you're good. Did you ever think you had to write a script? Like when you first started, did you script yourself, or did you always kind of? I'm just kind of gonna do it off the cuff. Did you? Um, I don't, I don't script write. Um, main thing I do, I sort of, I'm more, more of a visual creature. I sort of plot stuff out, uh, storyboarding in my oh, head. Oh, storyboarding. Oh, okay. Of like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to talk about. And sort of think think of it as a storyboard with camera shots. Okay, I need a shot of me stirring the pot. I need a, pot, I need a top-down shot of me doing something. I need, um, and then basically going from shot to shot to shot. That way I can sort of plot out in my head what I want to do before I get there. Um, and then once I actually turn the camera on and start going, I go, might take a couple of takes. But mm-hmm. at the same time, again, it's practice. More more practice, the better you get. So your, your programs on, on, on YouTube, are they um, like live or do you actually put together a show and then upload it? I put together a show and upload it. Um, I... Uh, cut it, uh, edit, add different graphical elements to it, lower thirds, all mm-hmm. kinds of those things, and then upload it to YouTube where I want to make it so a little bit more polished, um, almost like if you was watching a uh, a newscast, mm-hmm. but it was food instead of news. That's basically what I'm sort of building it as. So I can have sidebars where I can talk to you about things. Mm-hmm. If I'm um, I don't care if I was just sitting there talking about cooking eggs in the sidebar. I could say you might want to add a 
teaspoon of milk to your eggs because that will make it a little bit more fluffy as you're cooking. Things of that nature and be able to drop knowledge as I'm going through showing you what I'm doing to give you more content, more things to look at, more things to see as you're going through one of my videos. So that's interesting. So, so you said you actually work in TV, right? Correct. So did that, does your work in TV kind of inform or uh, help with how you produce your, your, your actual YouTube show is, is it, or is it totally a different area or is it somewhat related? It all, it all works together. Honestly, the, the TV aspect of it helped me to realize, um, basically my mannerisms, how I carry myself on camera when I'm on camera and thinking story from start to finish, telling somebody what I'm doing all the way through, but not being necessarily preachy, but then at the same time, realizing people who are watching the videos, some people don't know how to cook at all. So if I'm talking mm -hmm. to somebody who doesn't know how to cook, how would I want to be talked to? How would I want to be shown? Show me everything. Don't show me a piece and then come back, you know, and oh, voila, I'm done. I'm like, you just skipped like four steps. <laughs> That's not helping me. I need to it's kind of like it's all like Julia Childs. I remember watching her as a kid, and uh, you always had that, that thing that was already made in the oven. She'd open the second oven, it's already done. It's like, no, <laughs> you need to show me that. Yeah, exactly. For the sake of time, I've cooked one. Wait, hold on. <laughs> So, I was like, wow, she already had it. It's like, it's like, did she skip something? Did she skip something along the way? Mine doesn't look yeah. like that. That's yeah. funny. But, yeah, you said, so in your write-up, you said um, your grandmothers are your mentors, and then Justin Wilson from PBS. Yes. Um, so what about Justin Wilson's um, um, work on PBS did, did you, did you um, really like? Justin Wilson's cooking uh, occasion guy, and his cooking just looked just appealed to me when I was little because it looked it looked really good. It looked hearty. I'm I'm a southerner anyway, so for the most part, we we mm -hmm. eat heavy and we find a lot of cool things to cook. But his recipes, like etouffees and cooking mm -hmm. shrimp multiple different ways and uh, things of that nature, really appealed to me. And he entertained as he was cooking as well. He would tell stories and things of that nature before you know it you feel like i would like to hang out with you that's that's how i want to be with my videos where you watch a video and be like oh i'm gonna hang out with Cornelia. that'd be cool to hang out and sit around and eat and talk about stuff that's basically what i'm what i'm trying to do and it's, to me it's not a hard thing to do because that's my heart that's what i am so it comes out i i mean i can't make it do anything else but what it really is so no fakeness here. This what I am is what I am. Well, I think it's really um, what's interesting about like foodie and like food network and shows like what you're doing on YouTube and Instagram is it's entertainment and you could be bringing in a whole audience that they, they, they aren't cooks or they aren't people that would normally watch a cooking show, but they, they kind of key on your personality. Exactly. It's like typical in the YouTube kind of era, people will go, you know, watch the gamer YouTubers because of their personality. They're, they're, they're basically entertainers that happen to be like video game guys, but sometimes people watch them because of the way they, they're kind of like actors. Exactly. They, maybe not kind of, but they are. They're entertainers. And so I think part of it is the entertaining aspect and then what the topic you're, you're working on from cars to video games to whatever you're doing as a, as a YouTuber and you're, you're dealing with food. 
so do you feel like you like do you have to bring in some kind of entertainment or acting techniques into what you're doing or you just kind of just feel that you've got the flow because you're you're passionate about what you do um the main thing with me is again just being myself most of the time i'm just talking to you talking to you about what i'm doing and how i'm going about making what i'm making and doing a particular thing where a lot of uh people who cook don't do is telling you hey i tried this the first time i totally botched it <laughs> but this oh, is what i did <laughs> to fix what i what i was doing to make it better or hey here's a pitfall with this cooking this cake if you put if it says you know a fourth of a teaspoon of baking soda and i just say eh, it'll be all right and i'm just gonna put a, a whole tablespoon <laughs> in it yeah it's going to destroy your cake don't do that that's that's <laughs> something that i want to convey to where people get comfortable with it take some of the nervousness out of cooking because some people again are just really trying to learn how to cook and they might see a recipe and they're just like oh that's just too much but you can do it because there have been recipes that i've looked at and i'm like i don't know about this but i go and try it and work at it and then a lot of times you surprise yourself like, wow, that was really good. I got to write that one down. So that's sort of, you know, how I want to convey myself to help my audience be able to do what they need to do to cook for not only for themselves, but for their families as well. So how did you get your passion for cooking? Did you get it from, from your grandmother or your mother? Um, I got the passion for it. Definitely my grandmother's, my mom. And like I said, Justin Wilson, those are the, the nucleus of it all for me. Um, my Both of my grandmothers were insanely good cooks. Um, my, my last grandparent, uh, my mom's mom, she had passed away here recently. She lived to be 107 in her right mind, could tell you about stuff that happened in the 40s and the 50s up to the day she died. She cooked pound cakes like were just incredible from scratch and i remember taking those cakes to school when i was in kindergarten and kids like oh what's that you got cake can i have a cake you know trying to trade no no you can't <laughs> you can't yeah, that. that's like trading that's like having a jalopy and i got a rolls royce and i'm gonna get yeah, i'm not trading no. this for a twinkie you know i'm not doing that. no you're not getting that <laughs> that's the real deal. exactly yeah, okay. my my mother was um, she wasn't real, from the south exactly. She from Morgantown, West Virginia. Okay, um, but they still had this like compared to the northeast. You know, I live in New, New England in New Hampshire, and I would say New Englanders are kind of spice challenged. Really? <laughs> well, yeah. Everything is you know when it comes to seafood and stuff. Seafood's really good. You know, with lobsters and chowders and uh -huh. things. But like, if you go out, you know, to your neck of the woods. Or in, you know, in the South in Virginia and West Virginia, when I used to go in the summers, like I, I would notice the difference with the Southern cooking compared to what you know you'd get from the average Northeastern family. It was like you get an apple pie, and it would have like no brown sugar, no butter, no 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 extra cinnamon, no nutmeg, what? nothing. It would kind of be like yeah, very oh, gosh, it's like, it was like just sugar and and apples, and there's, there's no tartness, there's no there's no style to it then you're like where's the flavor <laughs> <laughs> you 
you know? And it's like, yeah, it made my, made my family, you know, we we're African American. We're like, whatever well, the spice challenge, you know? Oh, it's like, what is this? It's like, what is this? This spice you speak yeah, of, what do you mean? What? Well, because. <laughs> Yeah, well, compared to that time, you know, where you just don't know how to flavor something, can like, do you ever taste it when you're cooking? <laughs> you just like, stir it up and just say, "Here, come eat." Like, did you even? Yeah, come eat it. It's like the idea of, of putting like flavor is like put salt in something. Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's ground level cooking one on one. Taste the food. Yeah, it's okay. Your tongue will pretty much. And maybe tell you, you get if it's too salty or not. Just <laughs> trust yourself. Yeah, it's like that's that's the only spice you use. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna put now we're gonna spice it like a tiny bit of pepper and maybe a little salt. Okay, that's it. Like, yeah, a fourth. <laughs> so a fourth of a teaspoon of salt for twenty gallons of soup. It'll be great. It's like no, it won't. <laughs> that's, that's gonna taste that's, great. <laughs> that's gonna taste horrible, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. So so it's interesting. Um that you're gaining traction and in your so on Instagram, do you have like a version of your show using like the Instagram like video capability, or you do clips from your YouTube? Channel? Uh, when I when I do videos, I usually upload to Instagram with everything, and then I upload to uh, to YouTube as well. Uh, Facebook sort of gets thrown into the mix. Uh, when I post on Instagram, because there's an option there for it to post to, oh, to post to pay, yeah, uh, Facebook as well. So um, basically, I do them all, all basically all together. Uh, for a while there, I was literally doing all my uh, Instagram videos on my iPhone, like all of it, editing, shooting it, mm-hmm. all of it on my phone. Here recently, I've gone more into using my laptop with uh, some more different editors and things that I use, but um if push comes to shove i can spit out a video on my phone so yeah well we're talking on my phone right now you explain these apps it's kind of opened up the whole world uh it's like you know i, I actually use my phone to do live performances on a tripod for my home studio nice. um yeah there's, there's all kinds of things you can do i mean i'm moving up to some more video equipment like video editing thing machines for from like rolling video mixers where you can take like four cameras and then mix them and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Because like as a musician, unless you can't do live shows anymore. So where we would spend money on a U-Haul or, or a truck to get to a gig, well, I'm not doing a gig for a while. Uh-huh. So maybe I'll invest in an actual video switcher machine and some better webcams and more tripods and then have multiple camera shots. Exactly. You know, so like the live, what I'm working on now is building multiple multiple camera shot live shows. So I totally get what you're doing on YouTube because musicians we're all trying to do 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 the YouTube thing, but more for like performance. Got you. And the cool thing about it is, again, you can build it how you seem you know best to you, which is something that's awesome because there I know there have been times where you're thinking if I could just do this myself. This is how I would do it and be yeah. able to take that knowledge of what you do and parlay it into something that you can just walk into your house in a room and be like, hey, let's go. And we can do what we want to do and be done and out of the way. Same thing I do with the kitchen. Hey, guess what I'm about to do? Wash my dishes, push my stuff to the side, set my camera up, turn on my lights. I'm about to do a video. 
because this is what I've already planned I'm going to do. Let's go. And then go and do it. Whereas the new normal in terms of creativity is like because of these powerful phones that are really good cameras and the fact that you can take your internet, you know, and maybe get a web camera, get a little higher end stuff. But the fact is like technology that 10, 15 years ago, you had to do it in a TV show. Exactly. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't be a band and do a do a live show and stream it all over the world without being in a studio. I mean, you probably couldn't do a food show either without being in a studio because you couldn't get access to a camera that could actually be good enough to do it. Exactly. Um, so I think it's opened up for a lot of creative people to say, "Hey, I'm going to go and create my own business and uh, and mm-hmm. actually get out there and be successful." There's so many success stories as of YouTubers and Instagrammers and all kinds of web personalities. Especially where you are in the foodie areas, it's, I mean, I started investigating. And say, wow, there's a lot going on here. And I'm, I'm a musician, like I said. It's like well, I, I primarily stay in that zone. But then, like, wow, my daughter's kind of really into foodies, and she's like, wow, yeah, there's a that you cool. You're gonna start interviewing foodie foodies now? I said, oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 a good wholesome bunch. We like what we like, and we're willing to try different stuff. So yeah, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun, and and for me. What's even more exciting is when you get a chance to go out there and meet people and talk to them, you hear the same passion you got. You hear it coming out of them, and they'll tell you, well, yeah, this is what I did, and this is how I made this, or yes, this is a this is our fruit orchard we've had for a fruit orchard we had for years. And yeah, sure, take some of this. We can do a trade, can we? Yeah, we can do that. Let's go. And it's it's so much fun. We we got a uh, event here. Uh, coming up in about two weeks for another business that my brother has uh, called Bird and Nature Tours. And I'm going to be doing a little side job with him where I'm going to make uh, fried apple pies out of apples and out of pears and parlay that into advertising for myself, showing off my videos, showing off what I do, things of that nature. That's interesting. So you're you're starting to do more collabs and work with other people. Yeah, I'm also. So is, is that going to be branching? Yeah, is that going to branch out outside your home where you might go out and do? But kind of COVID, I don't know what yeah. you do outside. But are COVID you, is thrown are you, what the plan to? Were you was it, was there original plan before COVID that you would go to a food truck and do a review, or go to a restaurant and do a review, or you were going to like, oh, I'm always going to do the food hack. And do it kind of like a recipe. It always, it always well, was in my mind to do it. I mean, I could do it now. I mean, it's just social distancing and keep myself off to the side yeah. a little bit. But that that doesn't change anything. No, it, no, not really. Actually, it makes it a, somewhat a little bit easier because you can sort of get in, get what you need, talk to them, show mm-hmm. food off, and you can still get the same effect. And people can still come and. Um, patronize these businesses and be good so it's it's just in a different form that's oh, cool. all yeah yeah it's just a, like a new normal people have to human beings have to adapt and for, for the first beginning of this thing everybody's like well you gotta be locked down and then then people start realizing you know that you can do other things like bands start realizing you can actually do drive-in theaters to do concerts and have people stay in their cars and you know in california places they're actually doing getting bands to do stuff like that so they can actually still do shows nice because they get people to be socially distant in their cars and it's like repurpose of driving and turn it into a into a like a music 
uh, venue. Um, so people are starting to get creative. And so I think, yeah, I think it, it, human beings will always be, take your adversity and figure out a way to get around exactly. it. Exactly. So, so that's cool. So you're, you're working on a collabs. You're trying to push your, 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 your network. You're, you're building up like um, a lot of different um, people. In, in a, you're actually building up a network of what you could say is, um, you know, different people build collectives. Like a music industry, there are bands that will tie together and like have a hip-hop collective. Do you guys have foodie collectors? I am. That is one thing that I want to make. The The main thing right now for me is, again, collaborating and growing myself to when I get to a point of where I can do more. But at the same time, you don't let that be the necessary thing that drives you because with Buzzy Wax and Snap Pack and stuff, those collaborations came about and I was sitting at like 300 something subscribers on, on Instagram and they found me. So Mm -hmm. it's the numbers are good, but at the same time, it's not everything, but the numbers do help you to be able to go up to some bigger businesses and sort of show, Hey, I have these many subscribers. They're not just here because, you know, a viral thing. They're here because they want to hang out with me. So if I come to my, uh, people with a product or I'm talking about a food truck or whatever, they believe what I'm telling me that Cornelius is not going to tell me this restaurant is good and this crap. And I'm not <laughs> because yeah, yeah. that's, that's building, that's hitting on my integrity as a foodie that I'm not going to steer you wrong. So I'm, I might have somebody who I'm uh, working with. Their food might be I, but I'm not going to trash them. But if your food is really good, I, I, you know, scream it to the heavens. This restaurant is incredible. You all need to come here now. That kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it helps. Yeah, but I think if you're an influence market, if you're into influencing, you have to have that credibility. That like you don't want to be just taking every pitch that everybody sends you, and and just looking at it from the dollar perspective. You got to like believe in it. Exactly. Um, yeah, because that's a, as a podcaster, we get uh, opportunities to be influencers, and so we, we get all these people coming together, send us products out of the woodwork, and they were like, "Well, you know, this one's not really hitting it." <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like, I can't really say. So I'm not, not going to pitch this to my audience because it's like this isn't working. You know, I'm just, that's not going to take everything they send me. I'm not going to like, okay, <laughs> you know, no, I don't think so. This one, this one don't work, so I'm not doing exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> So uh, yeah, it's really it's cool that you're you're into this uh, new normal where people can work uh, from home and uh, they were able to 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 you know be successful with what they love to do. I think the passion uh, that's really cool that when I talk to creative people in any endeavor on my podcast, you always feel the passion that people have about what they're doing. And I think that's what gets me excited as a podcaster when I when I talk to somebody is about why they do what they do. So, so how do you feel about the future or what you're doing? Do you feel you're going to be able to really um, do do this as like a primary thing that you do in in, in your work? Um, the main thing is that you you shoot shoot for the stars always shoot as far off as you can go. If I happen to land anywhere in between, that's great but we go at it full bore. So 
um, just working to, you know, grow myself to be able to learn more about uh, photography books that I'm reading right now, learning my editor more. It's all about trying to strengthen yourself to get yourself to be the best you, you can be. And again, when you being yourself, you know, nobody has to tell you how to be you. I don't need to ask you, how do you be Cornelius? I know me. I live with me. So yeah. if I do that and I convey myself, nobody can be me. Not not Guy Fieri, not Alton Brown, not nobody. I'm me. So I bring a whole new thing to the mix that they can't. That's what I wanted to convey to them, to my viewership, is that you can do the exact same thing. I think there's like a parallel in the music industry. There's a lot of people getting the music and it's like, do they, are they, do they have like an authentic self? You know, are they the next, like James Brown, are they next Prince, next Beyonce? And then you got people that kind of clone mm-hmm. people. Right. And then it's always to me, it's like the originators, like a guy, like a yes. James Brown, you know, a Stevie Wonder, you, you know that that's, that's the talent. Right. And then you have people kind of in the zone, but maybe not really there. And you're like, okay, but it's like, do, do you have the heart in it? You know, because when you see somebody's like a pure musician, it's like that's because that's it's what living. It's what they are. Like a prince. Yeah, Prince. I mean, he was the pure, purest form of a musician since like James Brown. He's like that's what he was. Is that that's that's just all that's all he did. Um, and so when you, you you can be that, you don't have to be like a lot of artists. Like how many people will try to clone Beyonce or try to clone? you know, some other stars and it's like, you know, where's your authentic self? So I think that's really cool that when you talk about your authentic self, that's kind of like really your brand is you. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, I had thought about it like that. That is true. Your brand is you. You you was born yeah. with your brand. The question is, is taking your brand and being able to put it in a position to be seen, to be heard, to be looked at, to be considered. Now it's like, wow, this person was like this the whole time? Yep, they just needed an avenue to show themselves off. And from that point, you can skyrocket off into all kinds of different things. Yeah, I think it's like, I think as artists, people have to believe in themselves as creators. And and some people, like sometimes there's some self-doubts here and there. But I think a lot of times when you get into the art or the creative creative power that you're into, Mm -hmm. right? It just becomes... Like you get in that zone. Like when you start doing your your show, you've kind of talked to me about like I just kind of I'm on myself. I just can do it. And the musicians will kind of tell you like when they're on stage, they kind of just fall into it, and it's, they're not overthinking. They're not thinking about every the next couple of bars. They just they just know, mm-hmm. it, right? They just feel it. And it's I think it's, it seems like the same thing with you. Like you know what you love, and you just express it and it's not hard to exactly yeah, you made me think about um i watched a interview on youtube where a guy was interviewing bb king and there was you know playing chords and stuff on his guitar and he was like okay when you do this what do you do and he literally stopped you he was like huh let me think about what i do and i'm looking at him like one of the greatest blues guitarists of all time literally doesn't know exactly what his fingers are doing when he's playing. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. You know, how do you, he, he just feels it. He, the way he closes yeah. eyes and his mouth will move. And it's like, 
it's like he's feeling it out. It's like, what are you, what are you feeling in yourself where you're doing this and translating it and you watch his hands and this is like, oh my gosh, what, what are you? That's, that's what we're trying to get as, as entertainers, as creators, where you can watch a video of mine or we can listen to music of yours and be like, what is he? He just does that naturally. He just makes me feel like he can just, he's just doing this, you know, off the top of his head, but you know, you worked at it, but that's the art form. Yeah. I think what, yeah, I think what happens is the artists, like musicians, they spend years and years building that muscle memory. Like, like an athlete, they can sit there and hit the jump shot, hit the three pointer, mm -hmm. right? We, we guess we it's all the years that you put into it. And then it just becomes, then it becomes feel. And, you know, like with your, with, with a black artist, we'll say that, well, that's, that's the blues, you know, that's the soul. That's a jazz. You talk to a jazz artist, like a Coltrane. I mean, he, he just uh -huh. felt that. I mean, he had the technical capability. You get a guy like Davis or Coltrane, but they, they, once they had that skill set, they could just go anywhere. And it really felt like it would depend on what they felt like in that night or what, where they, their head's at. And it's going to be more like heart and soul and expression. And some people don't get that. They want to get really technical and say, well, why are you doing it? Like, well, you know, when it's, when it's art, it's kind of hard to describe. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard to describe it. But that's what makes it good when you can just feel it and see it or hear it. And then you can walk away from that experience and you just be like you know what that was worth every <laughs> that was worth every just yeah hit. i think that people that. want to see like an actor or or an entertainer they want to feel like they're having a good time like if you if you don't if you if you look at an entertainment entertainer it doesn't look like they're happy doing what they're doing then the audience isn't going to really get the vibe of that either unless you're trying to be an actor playing like a an odd role where you're you're playing that on purpose but like it seems like you know you've got to if you've got that excitement as an entertainer, as a YouTuber, and I think your audience will feel it from you and the energy. It's like an energy thing, and I think if you've got that energy, then you're going to, you're, the people are going to come to you because you're making them feel exactly. Good. So yeah, you, you you had this model. You say we do what we do for the love of food. And I think yeah, that, that's what you believe in. So that's why what you're doing what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, it, it's it's got to come from your heart, and it has to be something that you're that you're passionate about. That you can be like, you know what, that was good. It, it's it's again almost like you had said with music. You can walk away from doing a show or listen to somebody play, and you can walk away from be like, you know what, that was good. Or you can walk away from a really good meal. And you can you building memories. You remember that meal. I know there have been times in your life where your parents or your grandmother or grandfather cooked or made something for you. You can about smell it and taste it right now. It's been years. That stuff gets yeah. filed away, and those things are really really good memories that to hold on to in all kinds of different times. In the times we're in now, where everything is seemingly on on his head. It's something to be able to think about and be like, man, you remember that? Yeah, man, that was good. Yeah, the Christmas dinner, like when my mother, my mom, you know, she's a really great cook. And she would do all this really elaborate stuff for Thanksgiving and, and, and um, for Christmas. And she had all these, like, you know, her own recipes that she, everybody in the family would be like, they, they're coming back to the home. And you know, my two brothers, we'd all come back from where Texas or come back from New Hampshire or come back 
from Florida. And we're all like just dreaming about what she made us when we were 12 or 14. Right. And now we're like in our fifties and we're like still dreaming about what she, those standard meals that she made that we're still like, mm-hmm. we're like, wow. And she's making that pecan pie. And like, yeah, I, I'm getting half. We're going to fight it. We're going to fight over this pie for this night is over. With. He's like, no, I got to get at least half of it. Exactly. Yeah, my older brother, my mom used to say, well, I got to make two of them because your older brother, Kevin's going to take half mm-hmm. of them. Exactly. <laughs> and and when, you, when you were saying, uh, was talking, you know, telling that story, it makes me think about something that I just did here recently. I went home to go visit my mom and dad, and I literally asked my mom, hey, show me how you make that sour cream pound cake of yours. I'm sworn to secrecy. I can't share the whole thing because she don't want to, you know, to get out. But I at least wanted to show my mm-hmm. audience of watch this cake with all these different steps to it. But it's so good. And you you get done with it and you're like, looking back on it, that's something I did with my mom showing me how to do mm-hmm. this. So from this point forward, what come what may, I can look back on that memory and be like, she showed me a recipe that she don't want to get out, but she trusts me enough to show me all the stuff that goes into it and everything was good. So again, that's, that's sort of what I want to be able with my audience to be able to share recipes and, and talk to them about what they're doing, uh, doing live, uh, live sit-ins on Instagram and literally asking them, Hey, how was y'all day? Or what have you all been going out to eat? Or have you been going out to eat at all since this COVID stuff happened? How have y'all been coping? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's it's just awesome that you think you know food is an art. You know, cooking is an art. It's like it's like any other art form. And I think people get the muscle memory, or I mean, the what the food memory. You know, like musicians have muscle memory from the songs they play, and then they you know they can get a feeling that recalls something they did in seventy two, something they did in eighty four. They just remember, right? Because they did this something that was a really core performance. They're like, and people remember the taste you know, of great food that will keep them coming back to it. Um, and people remember those sounds. It's like there's this kind of this, like, it's a great memory um, regardless. And I think that's what people always, I think, looking for things that will, that, that will make them feel good. And food is, is like the classic feel good. Exactly. Thing. You know, call it comfort <laughs> food for anything. It's like, well, how's that comforting? I'm telling you, it's like, get a blanket and curl up and you got a, a, a bowl of ice cream with some toppings on it. And you're like, I'm good. What, what, what's going on tomorrow? Really don't care. I'm going to sit here and eat this ice cream and I'm good. Yeah, it's like, I'll, I'll make some classic like butter cookies that my mother makes for the holidays. And she actually, out of my other two brothers, I was the only one that would sit down and learn how wise to man. do it. You're a wise it was very, man. It was, <laughs> it was very elaborate. And my other brothers couldn't ha- didn't have the patience. They're like, "Why well, can't I do that? I gotta do that. Why can't I just th- why can't I just throw it together?" And they 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 just walk away. It's like, "Well, that's too much work." And I, I was like, "I like the the steps, so I get it." You know, I like I do a lot of cooking myself, and I, uh-huh. I like to bake like pies and cookies, and you know, get the butter crust that just right uh-huh. on an apple pie. You know, get it. and and it's the the steps that my mother showed me when I was like ten or twelve. Uh, and and I was willing to sit there, and it was the patience of actually realizing that it was kind of. I realized it was an art form because I was a musician back then, 
And I kind of appreciated it in the same way my music teachers would teach me stuff. And I said, well, this is really like elaborate. I, I kind of was able to relate it to what I was doing with music. And I said, well, yeah, a, you have, as a musician, there's certain things you have to do to learn a song. You have to understand the feeling. You have to understand what's the movement or what's going on. And cooking, to me, felt the same way. Exactly. Exactly. So I, it's great to have you on, Cornelius. And, and, and everybody should go out to the links that we're going to put on this podcast. We're going to put your Instagram link and your YouTube link to your YouTube um, Subscribe so people can subscribe to your YouTube it. channel. And uh, this, we're actually on 11 podcast platforms, including Spotify Podcast, Apple Podcast, Radio Public, many, many more. Um, we will, on our Instagram channel, do a story that ties this to the Spotify version okay. of the podcast. And because of the integration with Instagram, people, if they click the highlight that we put up, it will go right to the Spotify podcast version of this interview. So we'll push that on our channels and you can always link your a story on your channel as well. That will do the nice. same thing. Um, and then we'll publish within the next hour. It takes a little while for this to, to get put together, um, but it will it'll go out. We'll send you the, the top three links, the Apple link, the Anchor link. And cool. The and I'll, I'll like to post it on my stuff and uh, get it out there as well. If there's anything else that I can do, to help out or be a guest again or bounce an idea off of, I'm here. That's great. There's no problem. That, yeah, we like to have we have our musician friends come on multiple times when they have new projects. So it's, if you've got some big project or something oh. you want to push, like a new a new spin on your show. We can oh, oh well, on. I'm glad you said that because there's there's a particular thing that's coming down the pipe that's going to be big, big. So. When I do get that up and rolling, I'll definitely uh, get back in touch with you and let you know. Okay, great. Thank you for being on the show. Have a great Friday night, and uh, we'll get this out there. We'll let you know when cool. it's ready. Appreciate it, man. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. You too, Have man. Bye. Night.